Good morning, Predators fans, and happy game day here in Smashville. I am Sam Fleming, contributor and broadcaster for Penalty Box Radio, getting you set for this afternoon's matchup uh, between the Nashville Predators and New York Rangers from the Bridgestone Arena. It's not only a big day for the Predators with a matinee game here on Saturday on the ice, but at 11 o'clock, the uh, NHL Winter Classic jerseys uh, for the Nashville Predators will be fish officially unveiled on the plot. Excited to see what they'll wear against the Dallas Stars in the Cotton Bowl on New Year's Day 2020. But we've got a game to preview here as the visiting New York Rangers, a team that's been in rebuild mode uh, for the past couple of years and has had a little bit of a struggle to start this year. Surprisingly, uh, a struggle uh, to start with the talent that they have and added this offseason. So we'll get into that for the Rangers. Uh, let's go over some statistics for the teams. First off, starting with the Nashville Predators, who are tied for second in the Central Division with the Colorado Avalanche on 18 points. 8-3-2 are the Predators. They sit one point behind the St. Louis Blues, who have so far not seemed to be affected by the Vladimir Tarasenko injury, uh, but they hold a one-point lead, and the Predators and Avs have a game in hand on the Blues, who sit on 14 games played. The Predators and Avalanche on 13 games played. Uh, the New York Rangers... They sit 7th, which is 2nd bottom in the Metropolitan Division, division, just ahead of the New Jersey Devils, who have been really slow out of the gates with the additions of P.K. Subban, Wayne Simmons, and the first overall pick, Jack Hughes. They only have two wins this season, and a team that had some high aspirations heading into the season. Uh, the Rangers are 4-5-1 and one on 9 points this season. They've only played 10 games is what you'll notice. 3 games less than the Nashville Predators. Uh, so last game's out, and this is where it gets hard for Preds fans to remember. Um, Thursday, the Predators took a brutal overtime loss to the Calgary Flames, 6-5. to five. Matthew Kachuk tied the game with seconds left in regulation and then sealed the deal with the overtime winner. Some, some might consider the goal of the year, and it was a really pretty goal for number 19 from the Flames, Matthew Kachuk, who I highlighted in my preview as the player to watch for the Flames, and I'm getting a little bit of grief for that. But again, he's such a good player for them, but still some highlights for the Predators. Their third line continues to roll. Nick Bonino scored his second goal or fourth goal in two games. Uh, Austin Watson had his first career four-point night after getting a new contract. We'll talk about that for NHL Talk today. And uh, Callie Yarncrock with two shorthanded goals, who we'll also point out in a little bit. The Rangers, though, are going to be well-rested. Their last win and last game was on Tuesday where they beat the Tampa Bay Lightning at the Madison Square Garden 4-1 as the Lightning continue their shockingly slow start after winning the President's Trophy last season. 
but a big win for the Rangers, 4-1, and a lot of rest for them as they've had plenty of time to think about this game and this afternoon start coming up. Let's talk about the leading scorers. I'll highlight quite a few for Nashville because quite a few people tied for that third position. The new top man in the points right now is Ryan Ellis. He has two goals and 12 assists for 14 points and 13 games played for the Predators. Picked up an assist in that last game uh, against the Flames. Roman Yossi, who we mentioned earlier this week, got a new contract. Uh, five goals, eight assists for 13 points and 13 games played. And then a log jam for third is Nick Benino. Seven goals, four assists for 11 points and 13 games played. And Callie Yarncrock now with five goals, six assists, and 11 points in 13 games played, along with Matt Duchesne, who has been in that third position for a long time with two goals, nine assists for 11 points in 12 games. So some depth players starting to move to the top in scoring, while the top lines have had a little bit of a struggle lately generating some offense. It's been the third and the third line who's been doing the most damage. Guys like Bonino and Yarncrock and Watson and... Um, we've seen Craig Smith get going as well. So the Predators have had some guys step up in the absence of the top line's offense. Uh, switching over to the New York Rangers, and it's a shocking name on top, but a player that has had a really good year for the Rangers. Uh, three of the goals were, and he had a three-goal, one-assist game uh, earlier in the year. That's Mika Zibanejad, who has four goals, seven assists for 11 points and nine games played for the Rangers. Been one of those players that has stuck around during this tough time for New York and has been a key part to their rebuild. But the guy right below him has also been a key piece to help this team in the future. Their big signing in the offseason for over $11 million are Timmy Panarin, the bread man, with five goals and five assists, 10 points in 10 games played, coming over from the Columbus Blue Jackets in the offseason, much like Matt Duchesne did for the Nashville Predators. Uh, he came over from the Blue Jackets as well. Another Strom brother is uh, atop one of the teams that we have previewed so far this season. It's Ryan Strom, who has three goals, seven assists for 10 points in 10 games played. Uh, there will be one other player I'd like to highlight here for the New York Rangers. Uh, it's Capo Caco, who was the second overall pick just behind Jack Hughes. Been a little bit of a slower start than some people were hoping for for Kako in the NHL. Two goals, one assist for three points, and 10 games played for the number two overall pick. So those are your leading scores for both teams. Let's talk about the goalies. And again, none of this stuff is announced uh, until the lineups come out officially from both teams. So I'm going to highlight both teams' goalies. Uh, Pecorine played Thursday night had maybe one of his poorer games that we've seen this season, didn't play quite as well between the pipes. 7-0-2, although still hasn't lost a game in regulation this season, uh, but his goals against average went up to a 2.19 and a .920 save percentage for Rene. Uh, UC Soros, his backup is 1-3 with a 4.00 goals against average and a .872 save percentage. 
I would expect we might see UC Soros with Pecorine playing quite a few games in a row for Nashville. It might be nice to give him just a bit of a breather and let him settle down and allow him to get uh, and allow UC Soros to get some time. Who picked up that overtime win uh, against the Tampa Bay Lightning for his first of the season? For the Rangers, there's been another name that has stuck around in the rebuild. Uh, Hendrick Lundqvist, King Lundqvist, as we all know, King Hank, uh, two and two three and zero with a three point five eight goals against average and a point nine zero six save percentage. Alexander Georgiev, who's been the backup keeper, uh, two two and zero is what I have on the statistics for Georgiev. Uh, let me actually make sure I check that. Actually, 2-2 two, two, and 1. He had the only overtime loss this season with a 2.56 uh, goals against average and a .924 save percentage. He actually played against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, I would expect Hendrick Lundqvist to be between the pipes for the Rangers. And when Lundqvist has his best games, he's one of the best key uh, goalies in the NHL. But he has had a bit of a slump lately, hasn't been playing his best as the Rangers have struggled to provide the defense in front of him. And he's also struggled a bit himself, not making some good decisions between the net. He's missed a few goals, as we've seen in the past, that he'd like to have back. Lundqvist, again, getting a bit older as well, like Pecorine. He's been around the NHL for a while, and as a veteran, 37 years old is Hendrik Lundqvist from Sweden. Uh, but we should expect to see him between the pipes for the Rangers. So, my players to watch, and as I mentioned earlier, even Nick Benino, though, for the Predators, uh, picked up yet another goal. As I mentioned him in my last preview, I'm going to highlight two players as I will for every game this season, one for each team to watch. Uh, for the Predators, I'm going to go with Callie Yarncroc, uh, who's playing, been playing very well. He's played on multiple different lines. We've seen him on the top line with Johansson and Arvidsson. Uh, he went on the line with Duchesne and Smith and Granlin some. Uh, excuse me, uh, Duchesne and Granlin. Smith has been moved around on there as well uh, in the absence of Philip Forsbury. He had the two shorthanded goals the other night. Uh, he's moved up into tied for third on the team in points with five goals and six assists, showing why the Predators protected him over James Neal in the Vegas expansion draft. So I'm going to go with Callie Yarncroc as my player to watch for the Nashville Predators. And I think for the Rangers, it's it's a pretty obvious name to keep your eyes on, and that's Artemi Panarin, who's just a gifted player all around the ice, has great vision on the ice. We've seen him make some incredible passes. If some remember the last time Columbus was here in Nashville when he was playing, he had that four-assist game against the Predators. Really is a good setup, man, but that guy has an incredible nose for the net and one of the best shots in the NHL and definitely can see why the Rangers went all in to get our Timmy Panarin in the offseason. I would have loved to have had him on Nashville. It would have been a great addition, but again, we still got Matt Duchesne. Both of those guys have actually had great starts for their team. Duchesne with 11 points for the Predators, uh, Panarin with 10 points for the Rangers. So I think number 10 in the uh, red, white, and blue for the Rangers uh, are Timmy Panarin, the player to watch tonight. Or excuse me, this afternoon. I'm getting my times confused uh, because it is a matinee game at 1 p.m. Uh, at the Bridgestone Arena. Again, the Winter Classic jerseys going to be unveiled as well. So... 
I've been talking about this game for a little bit. I want to switch gears to yet another contract extension for the Predators as my NHL talk. It was announced in the Bridgestone Arena to a great ovation from the crowd uh, that Austin Watson had inked a new three-year, $4.5 million contract for the Predators, which will kick in next season. And I've got to say, I am very happy for Austin Watson. Uh, this is a guy that we all know has had some struggles off the ice, but has really gotten things turned around. And he's become a fan favorite for the Predators. And I love what Watson brings to this team. And this deal is fantastic for the cap. Uh, three years at $4.5 million, only $1.5 million on the cap hit for a guy that's a very gritty player. He brings that toughness to the Predators. He likes to get physical. He's not afraid to drop the gloves when it's needed. He might not be the best fighter, but he still is not afraid to go in when needed. But I think the best quality that Austin Watson has added the past few years is he's been great offensively. Sure, he might not put up the numbers that of a top scorer, but he still gets the job done. You know, we saw him get his first four-point night against the Flames, and I think he was the best player on the ice for the Nashville Predators that night. He made two great passes to Callie Yarncroft shorthanded, and, and I can even say he's probably the Predators' best penalty killer. He's smart. He he knows when to get aggressive, but he's also led a lot of shorthanded rushes, and he's had a couple shorthanded goals in his career as well with Nashville. We really saw Watson come into his own in that 2017 Stanley Cup Finals run where he was one of the catalysts in that Anaheim series. He really put the puck in the net quite a bit. Two goals in the game that won the Predators the Western Conference and a couple assists to Colton Sisson's hat trick. So I think Austin Watson three goals, three assists for six points this year so far had that four-point game. It's exactly the deal Nashville needs. Not too long a term, not too short, and a guy that I think the Predators can lean on to be a little bit more of their physical leader up front, and he's a great voice in the locker room, and he's a fan favorite, and the fans have come to love Austin Watson. Again, a first-round pick, the 18th overall pick uh, a few years back in the draft. Most of those people that you get early in the draft, you kind of would hope that they would be potential top scorers for the team, but I think the Predators found something that they had been missing uh, before Austin Watson really came into the team, which was a tough guy that can also score goals. And, and I look at like Tom Wilson. Wilson's maybe one of those guys that's not highly favored, favorited in the NHL, or highly liked, I should say, but he still is pretty gifted offensively and knows when to put the puck in the net. He is considered a dirty player, but he still is one of those guys that's able to get under the other under the other team's skin, and but he still scores goals. And I think Matthew Kachuk's a prime example of that as well. Although maybe a little bit more of a superstar player, Kachuk's not afraid to get aggressive. We've seen him fight quite a few times, but he can score goals and make a lot happen. He's a gifted player. And I think for the Predators, Austin Watson doesn't have to be that star name in the lineup. They have guys like Duchesne, Johansson, Arvidsson, Forsberg, Yossi, Ellis, uh, all those guys that can do a lot of the scoring. And Austin Watson 
can have quiet numbers and put up some great offensive stats for the Predators. Like that four-point night, two goals, two assists for Watson. We've seen Nick Bonino really step up with seven goals and four assists. Callie Yarncrock, five goals and six assists. We've seen Colton Sisson step up this season as well. Uh, he had two great assists to Watson uh, on Thursday. And he's really been playing well since he got that new seven-year contract. Four goals and six assists for Sisson. So it's a great deal for the Predators, a great deal to keep Austin Watson in Nashville. And I'm very happy for him to get a brand new contract. And I think the best is yet to come from Watson this season and some of those depth guys. So thanks for tuning into this preview. Again, the Predators and the Rangers at 1 p.m. Central Time down at the Bridgestone Arena. You can get your first view of the Winter Classic jerseys. So make sure to go early to check those out. Uh, I will do a post-game recap of the game. So if you have any comments throughout the game, make sure to send them my way. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Sam Fleming 10 and follow Penalty Box Radio on all platforms. And uh, make sure to tune in every uh, before every Predators game each morning. I'm going to preview them all and get you set for the action that night and who you should watch in the game. So thanks for tuning in this morning and go Preds.